Do you believe in alternate universes? You are listening to Delayed Replay. The Improvised Movie Review Podcast. Wink. Everything is fine here. We're all fine. Just sit tight and listen to them talk about the movies they definitely saw. Don't delay. Don't delay. We have to listen right away. Hello, listeners. Uh, This is Stephen Schinder, Delayed Replay, uh, that podcast where we talk about movies and review them. This is kind of a weird episode because um we ended up in this escape room i'm not sure i can't remember how we ended up in here um, steven stop talking to the microphone and help me out over here oh yeah i mean I'm dress serrano oh one sec uh, dang all right well you keep the- talking to the mic i'll try to figure it out all right um like we tried calling for help but i guess the signal's bad so we figured hey we should just record um luckily steven brings his recording equipment everywhere we go apparently yeah i mean i woke up with this on me so well that makes a lot more sense i woke up with nothing but duct tape so yeah again i'm really sorry about like like i was trying to pull it off like quick so that the pain would be brief but i i didn't expect it to like hurt you that you much, ripped so. part of my beard out steven i mean it'll grow back oh i'm gonna rip a few hairs off your head and see how you like it what jokes on you i don't have a lot of hair on my head unless you oh! like my chin in which case there is a whole lot and then i'll rip that off steven and you'll see how much it hurts all right well we shouldn't turn against each other like you know you've seen the movies we gotta do teamwork and whatnot um yeah Let's see, there's a desk. Um, I have a bookshelf over here with a, with a bunch of books, obviously. Oh, yeah, they even have the Lord of the Rings there. That's odd. Uh, that's, that's, that seems a little too specific to me. All right, Stephen, I'm going in. I'm going to pick up the Lord of the Rings. No. All right. That uh, didn't trigger anything. Uh, I'm going to see if there's any clues within the book. Uh, you can keep talking to the mic if you want while I look for a clue. Oh, wait. Hang on. I th- I think a note fell out of it when you opened it. Hang on. Am I that blind? Let's see. It says, talk about escape room two and you will be free. Oh. Oh, I should have known. They would eventually capture us and force us to record an episode. I should have known. Well, I mean, this movie like just came out. So we were going to talk about it anyway, right? Steven. Steven, what if this is a publicity stunt? I mean, if it is, I have no idea what's happening. Maybe it's all a giant stunt for Escape Room 2, which, as of the moment, I, if I remember correctly, had no trailers at the time until I saw it, and then I saw trailers everywhere. Yeah, they really kept it under wraps. That was a really weird marketing technique. <laughs> Why would you just not release a trailer? Especially when it was only coming out a year after the first one. I guess since it's like the second one, like people kind of know what to expect um, after seeing the first one. But um, like the first one, 
wasn't that popular, I don't think. Like, I haven't heard a whole lot of people talking about it. But, All I know is everybody wanted to see it, and then nobody saw it. <laughs> well, I guess we should, like, go over our thoughts of All right, Steven, the first let's, movie. Let's pull up these chairs in this convenient table in the middle of the room, and let's All talk right. about this. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, it's pretty comfy, actually. It's almost like they expected me to be here for a while. Yeah, it's weird. So, the first movie, um, obviously there will be spoilers for both of these movies, but I actually enjoyed the first movie more than I thought I would. It it seemed like it'd be like a Saw ripoff, but it doesn't even have that much blood like a Saw no, movie would have. It's, what, what's that term they have for these movies that just love to give blood? Um there's a term gore gore something uh and well whatever that term is uh saw usually falls under that category where they say it's just a love for gore and they just show blood and gore as much as they can and escape room 100 percent did not feel like that uh but this definitely wasn't like your friday the 13th and everything like it wasn't that bad right like i was paying attention to the movie and i i kept thinking to myself there's not really any blood until like toward the end of it the which, very very end yeah which in hindsight i guess does a decent job of further removing it from saw um mm-hmm. uh you know i it definitely well so i have an interesting thought and i may be completely off base here but we all know that saw is like the original psychological um like trap puzzle type of movie um it definitely popularized the genre at least and i always was under the assumption that escape rooms were a result of how famous saw became because over the past like decade and a half uh we have definitely seen escape rooms rise and so watching an escape room movie definitely felt like watching a softer version of saw all the way through yeah uh but i thought it was far more original than saw as much as I love Saw, I just thought all the traps here were obviously more original, and that's because they're not trying to rip out their rib cages like they are in the Saw franchise. Yeah. I mean, they even have that, like, place where it's, like, there's snow and there's a frozen lake, and you wouldn't expect to see that in a Saw movie. That was so cool. That was so cool. I love that scene. Um, sucks for the nerd who died, but <laughs> it was such a cool scene. Yeah, like, up until that point, he really believed that it was a safe escape room challenge. That kind of upset me. Uh, And and you know what? This is my one critique of the whole movie. It's the acting. Like, I really really couldn't believe the acting whatsoever. The only character I could somewhat believe was the military woman and the the everyday man dude. (laughs) I forget what his name is. I think it's Mike or something. Like, they were the only two characters I could, like, truly believe. Because, like, the main character girl, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe her shyness whatsoever. Her shyness felt so forced. Oh, see, I actually found the acting believable. but Really? Yeah, but I don't know if that's just me, like, surprisingly interested in the movie more than I thought I would be. And just, like, shrugging off the acting. Like, I don't know if Accepting that's that the play. Acting. Have you ever seen the movie cube cube no i haven't even heard of it so it was this movie in the 90s where like a few people with 
I guess, mysterious backgrounds, they wake up in this giant cube and it's like sci-fi horror and it has like traps and like all these different rooms they go into and it feels like there's like an infinite number of combinations that they go through like it's like really freaking hard trying to escape the cube and it's like that first movie is so good the sequel and prequel are garbage though (laughs) Um, um i'm a big big fan of these psychological films that have been coming out a lot recently uh have you ever seen i think it's called the circle it is incredibly ridiculous but it's really good i think actually it's just called circle it's not called the circle but um it's it's definitely another psychological film but obviously this one's a puzzle uh because it's an escape room and have you done any escape rooms steven so in college a few of my friends in like the harry potter club dumbledore's anteaters we talked about potentially doing a Harry Potter escape room in, like, Diamond Jamboree, but we never ended up doing that. I didn't even know there was but, a Harry Potter escape room. But um, I did eventually end up doing one three years ago. It was, like, Welcome Week at University of Sussex. This was when I was, like, studying abroad in England. Mm-hmm. And, like, the escape room challenge was one of the little activities that they had. And so, like, me and a few people I've never met were like in it and like trying to get the right combinations for like a couple of things. And I was, did just you like, skip in time? Uh, we did not. And I was, oh. I was like the least helpful in that. So oh. hopefully I'm more helpful here. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, considering the notes, that's all we have to do is talk. I think we got it quite covered. Okay. Have you ever done an escape room before? Yes, I've done, I think, five or six of them, and I've never lost an escape room yet. Um, They're super dope. I really like doing escape rooms. Uh, It's usually me, my former roommate, um, but obviously I knew him before he became my roommate, (laughs) Uh, and just a, a group of buddies that we usually go with, and we usually rotate, like, one or two people out, and we have completed every single escape room we've been in we've been in a uh quarantine lockdown one we've been in a horror uh school where like uh it's all broken down bloodied and dark uh we did a fantasy land type of sort we've done a good amount of them uh we did one called i think puzzle master where uh, which looks just like this room to be honest um it was just a person's yeah, I know, a person's office of sorts. And then after you complete like a good amount of the puzzles, you opened up his personal back room and had to complete a bunch of puzzles there. So watching the movie Escape Room, I was really thrown thrown for a loop because some of that stuff was very accurate to what escape rooms are really like. Yeah, and I really loved that hallucination scene, like the design of that room and also like how it looked when they were tripping out and like That was such a wild scene. <laughs> and you know, Escape Room 1 was, like, one of those movies where it feels like it has multiple endings where you're like, oh, it's going to end here, right? Oh, no? Oh, it's going to end here or here? You know, did you get that feeling watching it? I did get that feeling because every time I thought it was going to end, a new seed started, and I was like, wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it definitely feels like it's going to end when the guy wins right like number one like that's like all right ending number one in my opinion and then that doesn't happen and then you think they're gonna the movie's gonna end once they 
uh, defeat or kill the village or one of the villains, right? So I'm like, okay, this is where it ends. And then no, then she goes back and they, all the police are going in. I'm like, oh, it's going to end with them finding the escape room. No, then it turns out they're setting up a part two. And then it cuts to uh, her telling the, the other winner that um, that she tracked them down. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, it's going to end there. It's like six months later. Yeah, six months later. And I'm like, oh, it's going to end here where they're discussing possibly taking down this giant multi-billionaire corporation. And then, no, it cuts to <laughs> in another escape room. And I was like, what the frick, frack, fat, yeah, black is the this? <laughs> yeah. Which, obviously, is where we start the second movie, which is on the plane. Yeah, like, I guess we'll just go into the second movie now. But, yeah, it begins with, like, the plane thing that this escape room company planned out. And so... Ben and Zoe are back and they're on it, but there are also like all these other new characters on it. And it's kind of unfortunate because there are these people on the plane who did not sign up for this escape room and like only a few of them sign up for it and think they're going to like a certain destination. And then the plane crashes and the only survivors are like the stars of this movie who signed up for this escape room thing or like are seeking out this escape room and i felt like they were rather lazy with the naming of these characters like the actors pretty much play characters with like the same first names as them Mm -hmm. um what did you think of the acting for like all of these people was it an improvement from the first one in your opinion uh i I thought it was just as cheesy but i definitely think the stakes (laughs) were raised so i wasn't as upset but uh, yeah, I thought it was just as cheesy as the first one. Right. Yeah, th- it felt really cheesy to me too. But yeah, so they crash into this mountain and they're like trekking for a long time until they find this cabin. And it's kind of the reverse of what happens in the first movie where they end up in a cabin and go outside. It's like this time they're going into a cabin and then going even further to like other rooms. It, it kind of feels like it harkens back to like those you know those classic horror movies that take place in cabins like evil dead or even cabin fever and stuff like oh, that. oh true 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 or um even the cabin in the woods which i think is kind of overrated but that's neither here nor there how dare you accuse cabin in the woods being overrated how dare you <laughs> in my opinion the movie rubber does what Cabin in the Woods tries, but better. <gasps> I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> I have seen rubber. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Why does this thing happen? No reason. <laughs> I just love that whole speech. Like all the ridiculous stuff that happens in that movie. It's, that, it's... that movie is of a sentient evil tire will never will never be surpassed by ridiculousness. The only thing I can imagine that could surpass rubber, it'd be like eggshell, where it's just like a sentient egg. It's not like a real thing. No, but I hope I hope someone makes it just to one-up me. Well, speaking of eggs, in this cabin, there's like this huge bowl of cereal filled with milk and eggs, and it's like, the challenge is to like eat through it in order to like unlock this box that has the key to the next room. Which I think there could have just been other ways around it. Like I think they could have just like 
shared it or spilled it around or done something. But the girl just volunteered and just ate it all. Yeah, like like before that, there's this debate. Like lots of them are like, oh, I'm not touching that. And I guess that's the whole point of like, it looks disgusting. So you wouldn't expect everyone to like try to work together eating it. Mm-hmm. But they got through that fairly easily. So they get the key and then they go to this next room, which resembles a McDonald's for some reason. What do you mean for some reason? Because one of the girl's backstories is that she's a fast food joint worker. Yeah, and do you get like these like flashbacks from her? She was traumatized by all like the rude customers. And that's why she's affected by people raising their voices. Which is like her whole problem, which is like a terrible trait to have where you're just afraid of people raising their voices. Because what are you going to do? People just raise them all the time. Yeah, and I mean, Thomas, he loses it a lot and raises his voice. So like she reacts to that and it's not very pretty to watch. It's very frustrating seeing, I guess in any survival story, it's very frustrating seeing the characters get mad at each other. But it's like it kind of has to happen in order for there to be conflict, you know? Yeah, there's always that that internal debate before before they start working together, or in some cases, never work together at all, but they still have to talk to each other. Right. So on the counter, there's this McRib. Like, at first, people are, like, fine with it, but they're like, hang on, what if the food in these escape rooms is poisoned? And, like, you have, like, some of them, like, not being sure, and it's like... It makes them really apprehensive to try this McRib. And it's like this weird subliminal marketing thing where it's like, is the McRib to die for? Like, is that the thing that's going on here? You know, I think it's quite clear that the McRib is never worth dying for. (laughs) I, every time the McRib comes to McDonald's, I buy it and I regret it every (laughs) single time. I thought you were going to say you buy it and you throw it away out of spite. Bro, I should start doing that instead, but that is a bigger waste of money. Yeah, it is. But like, the McRib's never worth fighting for. And I was disappointed that someone was like saying that they should just eat it because they're hungry. And I was like, bruh, it's just a McRib. You're in a McDonald's of sorts. You could probably find more food. And like when no one eats it right away, you see like the tables in this like mcdonald's replica place start like closing in on them and it's like they're worried about being squashed by the tables so it's like they kind of have to like eat the mcrib or else they'll die but do you remember the twist about the mcrib do you remember the twist oh yes the fact that the mcrib was made from ribs of the person from the last movie? Oh, that was terrible. That was gross. Yeah. <laughs> it was gross. I think it was Mike. Bro, the fact that McRib was made from Mike's ribs? Gross. Gross. <laughs> well, I mean, we shouldn't alienate all our potential cannibalistic listeners. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. How could you attack the listeners? <laughs> Have you ever watched Hannibal, the TV show? No, I have not. 
it's such a great show and like the food on there even though like in the story it's made of human flesh like you know it's made of act like food like it's not made of human and it just looks delicious and it's like I have to, like, eat something while watching the show. <laughs> Dude. No, Steven. No. <laughs> Though I will say, one time I, um, because I was, uh, used to be a lot of pre-med, so I used to go to a lot of pre-med stuff, and uh, I went to a few autopsy uh, labs, and the smell in there apparently makes your brain want to have food. So it's not the body itself. It's just the, the smell of the chemicals. And I was like, this is the worst thing ever. I should not be getting hungry looking at cadavers of human beings. Wow. I'm legitimately questioning whether I should edit that out. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> but you think the FBI is going to come and uh, take away me? Take away me? Take me away? Because well, I, I mean, that would be our, to our benefit if they, like, find us in this escape room and break us out. Honestly, not, they've, they've given us nothing here. They've given us nothing here. I just have to sit here in an escape room and talk about Escape Room 2, the movie. Yeah, it's, like, whoever set this up, it's really weird planning. Like, don't put them in charge of the planning committee. Oh, the party planning committee. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Is that another The Office reference? Yes, it's The Office reference. Bringing it back to the first episode. Bro, I always got to come back. I got to come back. You can't just line it up for me and not expect me to knock it down. <laughs> yeah, we got to have all these callbacks to appease the listeners who love nostalgic garbage. Listen, Steven, it's not nostalgic garbage. People probably listen to episode one before they listen to the rest, which means I gotta keep it going. Right. We gotta be like, hey, remember that time that me and Andres talked about The Walking Dead? That was something. Do you remember the time we talked about A Quiet Place and then we talked about The Walking Dead and then we talked about The Candyman (laughs) and then we talked about this? And then do you remember the time that we talked about Spiral? Oh, but you wouldn't have because that's a future episode. Oh, oh. Yeah. That's right. I I already had the conversation with Steven, but you wouldn't know that because it hasn't happened. Oh, take that. Yeah, so I guess I don't need to put that at the end of the episode since it's already here. Nah, nah, you're going to have to remind them. You're going to have to remind them. They're, They're probably overwhelmed by all my yelling. (laughs) <laughs> just raise the volume and post make it even more overwhelming no, no, i won't do that I won't please do that. please no please i like to listen to these <laughs> oh, where were we where were we right so let's just let's just skip towards the the, the, fi- the final act of the movie all right so make- yeah because some of the rooms weren't very creative like well that was the bathroom which was just saw all over again and there which was just like saw all over again lot. and they had to stick their hand down a dirty toilet you know the usual like yeah we- and there's a sand lot there's baseball involved it was weird it was weird it was weird one of them was a movie nerd so he was able to make all these movie references and he had to like recite like moments from movies to get to move on it was it was really lame it was really lame. Yeah, and like a couple of them get injured, one of them dies along the way. Um, but yeah, like let's just get into like the final act. It's like since like everything else that happened was like super boring. Yeah, no, yeah, 
Uh, but the final act where the where they encounter the rich people, you know, but it's all an illusion. It was all just screens and and the rich people weren't actually there. And they find out they're in another escape room. And like on the screen, you see like the rich people like just eating a fine steak, like just taunting them in their faces. Which, but also the steak it, is also made out of a victim. From exactly, the did you know, well, it was exactly what I was about to say. Which the steak was also made out of Mike and probably other people. Yeah, so like this really adds to the lore of escape room. Like these rich people in charge of this are cannibals, apparently. Uh, did you did you find did you see the subtle Batman reference, Stephen? Are you talking about when they're like climbing up that wall with a rope? No, no, I'm not talking about that. But I guess that you could totally see that as a as a Batman reference. <laughs> yeah, Adam West Batman reference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I could totally see that. No, I was, I was talking about the Court of Owls reference, where one of them was had an owl pin. Oh, yeah. Because it represents them being the elite that control everything. Yeah, that really stuck out to me, and it's super weird because this is like a sony movie so it's like do they have to ask for permission for that i know right (laughs) speaking of owls i thought it was a real hoot when they all like lost it and start like fighting each other and blaming each other but of course zoe and ben are like trying to calm everyone down but like during this whole fight where they have like like they're given these drills to like use against each other and it's like last person standing gets to escape and like you know pretty much everyone except for zoe and ben ends up like killing each other and on one hand i was like kind of okay with that because like i wasn't as invested in these new characters as i was with ben and zoe so it's like i was really interested in seeing what would happen with them like these newer characters felt really bland to me like despite their backstories well them as a janitor and talks about like how much he hates his life and like cleaning up at like schools or whatever Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but then zoe and ben go to this next room and they encounter a character played by none other than john Cena. Yeah, who would have seen that coming? Oh, not me. Not me. I didn't see him coming at all. Yeah, and he, like, has a beard, and, like, he explains that he's been stuck in this escape room for years. He's, like, lost some humanity. It's, like, I totally didn't expect to see John Cena in a role like this. Me neither. But do do you remember, not only has he been there for years... But he's also the original survivor of the escape room. Yeah, that's wild. Which, like, you would think the very first one would get a prize, but no. His prize was that they keep him forever. They, like, force him to watch Ratatouille on loop, so he has that movie memorized. And he would have learned about the little secret detail in the movie in which, Steven, I don't know if you know this, where... Eric, later <laughs> in the movie, Is this the thing you say on your kiss the girl right and remy's controlling him and remy pushes him forward and makes him kiss the girl and which would not all of us look over but you shouldn't be looking over whatsoever why because remy has no knowledge of how human interactions work maybe he does because he watches gusto on tv but he should have no no knowledge of what's done and i assume that's not how it works in the rat kingdom so 
What does that mean? That means earlier in the movie when Remy's being washed away in Ratatouille and he cut and he's running, running, running. He gets he misses, he gets missed by a gunshot and he gets scared. He looks back and then he sees that the guy is kissing the girl. And that's where Remy learns that you can always defuse situations by kissing the girl. Oh, and I bet you John Cena learned that. I bet you John Cena learned that watching the movie. Gotta throw in those callbacks for the people of nostalgia and have heard Just Two Lads. <laughs> yeah. Who who listens to Just Two Lads and listens to this? Huh? Huh? I, Probably just me, to be honest. Exactly. <laughs> if you listen to this podcast and Just Two Lads, drop me a comment or send me a text or something because you're awesome and you will listen to two podcasts by people you know probably <laughs> email delayed replay podcast at gmail.com yeah to email delayed replay about how you listen to just two lads do that <laughs> so, <But> yeah yes. <laughs> didn't need to derail you with some knowledge bomb steven Oh, is that what we're calling it now? That was a knowledge bomb. And don't you try to act like it wasn't, Steven. Don't try to act like it wasn't. Okay. <laughs> oh, but how about them gray aliens, though? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It, like, that was a really weird part of the movie where, like, they fill that room. Because, like, you know, the room where they find John Cena, they fill it with this hallucinogen which starts making them see, like, gray aliens, and they're, like, super tall, and, like, their fingers are stretching, and it's, like, super trippy. It, it feels like they're trying to outdo the hallucinogenic scene in the, in first, the first movie. One? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I don't think they succeeded, though. Well, I, I thought the aliens looked cool, not gonna lie, but I think, I think the first movie's hallucinogenics were way better. Way better. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Especially the set design. Like, this particular room was pretty bland. Like, it, like you know, the one in the first movie had, like, the black and white pattern, and it looked really cool. But the, in this one, it's, like, a green room. Like, it's that shade of green that you see in a Saw movie, pretty much. Mm. Which... Yeah, the gross green taint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which you can't tell, listeners, Steven and I know the Saw universe pretty well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, may I say, I was totally expecting like a Jigsaw type of reveal in this movie for them to like nonchalantly drop that this is another continuation of the Saw series. But I, alas, I was wrong. Right. Well, in the hallucinogenic scene in this second movie, there is that moment where like, Zoe's face looks like a puzzle and like the puzzle pieces come off and it's they're pretty much like doing the poster of the first movie but in the in the scene in this one mm -hmm. which was really meta and really weird really meta really weird but it also I, felt like the weirdest foreshadowing ever it had you seen the uh the poster the first time around yeah I actually laughed during this part because like I remembered the poster it's super weird, dude. Like it, re it, it really should have uh, should have not really been it. They could they should at least done another person's face, at least. Yeah. But yeah, they really went like super obvious with this. They noticed like this 
puzzle in the corner and like they're trying to like put it together it has like a code on it and so like despite being like affected by like the hallucinogens they're trying to like piece it together correctly and once they get the code they find the combination to open the next door and they're able to free john cena's character and bring him with them like he can't even remember his own name that's how far removed he is dude john cena is such a talented actor that's all i have to tell you he is such a talented actor if you were to tell me that john cena would play off the exquisite if not incredible if not oscar worthy performance in escape room 2 i wouldn't believe you but ladies and gentlemen if you watch this movie you will notice that john cena is probably the greatest actor of our generation period Period. <laughs> I mean, is it John Cena or is it The Rock? <gasps> well, I guess they'll have to duke it out for us to find out. Oh, yeah, buddy. We now have that coming up. I don't, not really, but we probably really don't. I doubt that's ever going to happen. But if DC, it does, <laughs> I'll be excited. DC has got to get on that Peacemaker versus Black Adam movie. Dude, if that's how I get to see it, I want it. Like, yes, I want it. <laughs> but how can you see it if it's John Cena? Oh, uh, I'll see. I'll see his costume. I'll, I'll see his costume. Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not John Cena himself. I'll definitely see the costume. Yeah, I love how he's described his character in the upcoming the suicide squad movie as like captain america if you were a jerk <laughs> which is i think an accurate description by by the way it looks yeah so that should be fun but anyway came back to escape room 2 <laughs> what no john cena is the center oh okay fine have you seen the fred movies uh the what movies fred you know the youtuber who no i i remember fred but i never saw any of his movies why got... <laughs> so john cena plays his dad in those movies <laughs> dude what <laughs> stunned silence <laughs> i just like i guess you have to start somewhere right <laughs> <laughs> i guess that's what it comes down to that you gotta start somewhere I mean, yeah, he started from the bottom, made and his now way into that. Ma yeah, made his way into that one Scooby Doo movie along the way, where he played himself. <laughs> I think in the Fred universe, Fred's voice is so high pitched because when he was made or when he was born, he uh, <laughs> when he was made when he was born. The the genes had to counteract to being unseen and invisible, and therefore, as a as a counteraction, he got the high pitched voice. Wow, what a pitch perfect theory, dude! I think I just solved the Fred cinematic universe uh, <laughs> uh, uh, questions. It all makes sense now. Yeah this this is the content that all the movie buffs are looking for. They want all the answers to the Fred movies, why they happened, why they're a thing. Dude, I've been asking, I remember seeing them on TV and being like, why are these being made at all? <laughs> yeah.
You should check out Triple Play's episode on the Fred trilogy. <laughs> I'll link them. No, don't link <laughs> them. No, 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 no. If Steven, Steven links them, don't you click. Don't you click. <laughs> uh, but anyway, <laughs> so they go into this room that's filling up with mayonnaise, which looks super disgusting. Dude, so <laughs> gross. So gross. The, the the sounds in that in that maze were even yeah. grosser. You just hear like the squishing and the clopping and oh Yeah, and they have to like climb up to this hatch that has the word moist written on it. So <laughs> uh, their most trying obstacles so far. Dude, I think I would, like, have to close my eyes and, like, pretend I'm somewhere else to go through it if I was really in that situation. Yeah, I, I'd probably die, to be honest. Like, I wouldn't make it out because of how, like, super high the thing is and how, like, since they have John Cena with them, it's easier for them to, like, make it up and then he's able to climb up with them. But I'd probably just straight up die. Dude, I think I would have died just from the get-go, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't have even survived the first movie, let alone make it survive the second. That actually reminds me of this Facebook post that I saw where you have to eat two pounds of one of these in one sitting and you'll get $50,000. Which one would you choose to eat? And the options are peeps, red vines, but like the black kind, so it's like black licorice, candy corn, and those like marshmallow circus peanut things and which did you choose i couldn't figure out what i would choose because like okay i guess the peanuts one i'm not that familiar with but the other i've never really had them right so like the others i know i uh well i don't know about the black licorice but the peeps and the candy corn i do enjoy i just don't know how like eating two pounds in one sitting would affect me but like i guess the key would be to like just continue sitting for a really long time, right? So it's still technically the one sitting. Did you, do you count that? Do you, would you count that? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. Uh, 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 um, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I'll go with that one too. You know what? I'll count it and I'll go with it too. All right. <laughs> I got it. Helps. I'd probably go with the candy corn since, like, because they're tiny, they seem more manageable. But it's so much. It's so much. Is it not? Would you not say it is? I mean, it is. But, like, if I had to choose, and thankfully, whoever put us in this escape room isn't forcing us to do this particular thing. Here comes the candy corn from the sky. (laughs) I mean, there is, like, a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos in that corner, over <gasps> there, but I don't, I don't really trust it. Why didn't you point that out, Steve? I'll be right back. Hold well, on, stay away from the mic, dude. It could be poisoned. You don't know, uh, dude. Come on. I think they're really good. I think they taste great. Oh well, if they taste great, that means we're not in England, because like the Doritos over there are, are like not as flavorful. Like the core ranch ones, at least, and maybe the cheese ones. It's super weird. You know what, Steven? So I guess that means we're not in England right now, is what I'm saying. 
These don't taste like American Doritos, though. I'm going to tell you that much. Oh, they don't? They're good, but they don't taste American. I think they've been shipped in. From where? I don't know, Steven. I haven't had Doritos around the world. I thought you were like a Doritos aficionado, man. Listen, if I had to pinpoint it... Steven, do you know which direction's north in here? I can't really tell. All right, you know what? It's okay. I'll use, I'll use my Dorito senses. Yeah, yeah. These are these are um, Canadian, specifically from uh, Saskatchewan. They're from Saskatchewan, Canada. Well, mm. if we do get out of here, I hope the drive home isn't too long. Wait, are you are you assuming that we're in Canada right now? Well, I don't know, like Stephen. Stephen, that's where I mean, the movie what? took place. That's where the movie took place, Stephen. If you think that we're in Canada, that means we are in an actual escape room, Stephen. That it's no longer a game. Speaking of locations, I fit. I thought it was funny how the first escape room took place in Chicago, and that's like where Candyman took place. So it's like <gasps> doing those back to back. It's the like... same universe to me now because we <laughs> talked about Candyman, and now we're talking about this, and they all took place in Chicago. Wow! I actually didn't even. I didn't even put those two details together. For being honest, I didn't put those in together at all. And like Zoe was being told to be like a better college student when the lesson in the original Candyman was to not be an overachiever. Like we saw. True, true. And now this girl is the, <laughs> the definition of an overachiever. <laughs> right. So while you're like munching away at those, where were we in this second movie? We were, I think, on the maze of humans or whatever. Oh, right. So they get out of the mayonnaise room and get into like the maze of humans which has like the mayonnaise of... the humanity <laughs> so the humanaise oh you're the worst i hate mayonnaise steven it's my least favorite <laughs> condiment i hate it with all my heart and passion like just by itself or on any sandwich dude anything at all mayonnaise and anything just grosses me out if I could taste the mayo taste, I I I could just gag. I get grossed out. You know, when I was a kid, I thought that PB and J and mayonnaise would be a good idea. <gasps> it it wasn't. It really wasn't. <laughs> Bruh. Bruh. Did you just tell me you combine PB and J with mayo? Maybe that's why I'm in this room. Maybe that's what I'm being punished for. <laughs> Dude, Steven. I can't I can't believe you. Who, I, was a, who... I was a kid though. I haven't tried it since then. Steven. Steven, what else have you added mayo to? Just normal sandwiches that you would expect to put mayo on. Are you lying to me? Are you no. lying to me? Steven. Are when? you the game master? Are you the game master? No, I, I'm not smart enough to come up with Steven, this. are you playing me right now? What? I I think you broke character. No one would Andres. put Mano on PB&J. Steven, Steven, you're the game master, aren't you? Where's the exit, Steven? Where's when, the exit? Andres, when have I ever lied to you? I wouldn't know. It's a lie. Everything on this podcast has been truthful. We have been truthful about these movies that we saw. And... <sighs> Is this table even real? Yeah. 
All right, maybe I can't lift it. But is the table even real? What did you think it was gonna be made of cake or something? Is it? Are you cake? Is the room cake? I'm not at a cake. Steven, I don't trust any of this anymore. All right, look, we, we gotta finish. We gotta get out of here. We gotta finish it. talking about this movie to get out of here. We gotta get out, Steven. I'm it's driving me mad, man. Just look at okay, the clock. So- it's a cute kitty. I can't take it much longer. <laughs> All right, calm down. I'm just think of the emoji movie that <gasps> Val call me down. Oh, oh, Sir, Sir Patrick Stewart. Sir Patrick yeah, Stewart. Yeah, Sir Patrick Stewart is the Sir poop Patrick emoji. Stewart. Oh, all right, all right. I'm calm. I'm calm now. I'm calm now. So they make it through the foul-smelling maze of humans, and then they finally confront the rich people face to face. Finally. <laughs> What'd you think of the way that they, like, I guess, went up against these rich people? Like, was the execution satisfying to you? I would say that I never expected them to actually reach him. And now that they did, I was expecting something bigger to happen as a result. But nothing that huge happened. Yeah, I mean, John Cena does beat up some of them and, like... A few of them try escaping, but it's like, you know, since beyond this building, there's just wilderness. We don't know, like, how long they'd have to survive. But thankfully, Zoe and Ben make it out, and they call the authorities, and it seems like they're on the way, but... When they teased escape room three, bruh, I was was ready. I was ready. Because at this point, I'm just invested in these characters. (laughs) At this point, I'm just invested into the overall plot. Even though one would say you watch this movie just for entertainment. I'm invested. Yeah, because, like, one of the rich people, like, talks in, like, their headset or whatever to one of the others. And it's like, it's time for plan B or whatever it was they said. And it's like, are you serious? Like, I just want, like, Ben and Zoe to be out of this ordeal. And I don't know, maybe, like. I want fresh characters, you know. Yeah, because, like, I want Ben and Zoe's lives to just be normal from here on out and let, I guess, let newer characters deal with this and hopefully put an end to this. Because, like, I hate that horror movie trope where, like, the familiar character who survives comes back just to die in the next one, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is always the most, like, stupid thing ever. Is they survive yeah. one only to die in the next. Yeah, so I'm ag- I'm glad that he survived again here, but if they do make a third one, I'd prefer that they just not touch those characters. And I don't know how well the movie is doing now. Like, it seems like it could be doing better, so I don't know if that calls into question the fate of the third movie. But yeah, that's Escape Room 2. Uh, overall, what are your final thoughts and score out of 10? Well, listen, I gave the first one a 7. And I think I would have to give this one a six. Even though I really like the first one, it still only got a seven for me. So this one gets a six because I didn't think it lived up to the first one. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, the first one, I actually gave an eight. I guess because I was expecting it to be so much worse that I was like surprised by how not bad it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the second one, I probably agree. It's like a six. Like like we said, there were like some scenes that felt really boring, and also like this weird obsession with just 
food everywhere is just super weird. Felt like yeah, it, what was up with all the food, man? That was never even addressed. It was just constantly food. Yeah, it it just detracted from like the thriller aspect of it and made it like more comedic to me. Yeah, it just made it so much more odd. Yeah. No, I actually had this dream the other night that we were talking about Escape Room 2, and then we went on a tangent talking about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. What? <laughs> but, like, it, we were talking about it during some sort of harvest festival for some reason. That's not strange at all, Steven. Not strange at all. How'd you hear that? Is that the door? Is that the door? It's open now. Oh, oh. I can eat my Doritos in the fresh air. I can eat my Doritos in the fresh air. Well, Steve, okay. get out of my way. Steve, get out of my way. We should probably take you to a doctor, make sure there's nothing in those Doritos first. But... Oh, Steven. <laughs> yeah. Steven, it's another one. But the tape record is. Why? Why, oh, world? Why? I want to go home. All right, press the button so we can play it. Uh, do you, Do you know how to play? I, I've never used one of these. Have you? Do you know how to use one? Oh, let me see. Hello, you have made it out of the escape room, but you still have to play another game. And that game is to talk about Spiral. The tape recorder says we have to talk about Spiral to get out of this one. No, why? Well, I guess if we make it out of this, we'll hopefully be able to get this episode out, and then I guess the Spiral episode two sometime after that. Um, so, yeah, in case things end up fine with us uh what are your plugs Andres? well besides cool ranch doritos um i guess my plugs would be uh i'm on another podcast called just two lads uh you can follow us at just two lads pod on most social medias uh, if you want to follow me and look into my life, uh, I'm at Pojeki. That's P-O-J-E-K-I on almost all social media. And uh, if you want more of me, let Steven know. And he'll keep trapping me in rooms since I'm pretty sure he's the game master. I'm, I'm, I'm not behind this. I know I've been looking calm, but it's because I'm trying to keep my wits so that we can survive this, you know? So that's where you can find me if you're if you're looking for me. Okay. Um, as for my plugs, um, I'm at Steven Schinder on Instagram and Twitter, Steven Schinder Storytelling on Facebook. And you can also find my fantasy horror comedy novel, Lemons and Like Rain, on Amazon. More details on that at stevenschinder.com. And I'm also editing and writing some stuff for Culture Slate. So you can find them at Culture Slate pretty much everywhere and I'll link those in the show notes if we make it out of this thing um and yeah I guess no emails this time but if you want to email us uh email delayed replay podcast at gmail.com and 
Yeah, hopefully Steven. you will make it out. Steven. Steven. Yeah. Why is there a saw in the corner? Why is there a handsaw in the corner? Oh my gosh. Um, well, to be continued, without further delay, have a good day.